Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for a kind of a special surprise episode here, right, Beck? Surprise! <laughs> surprise! So, yeah. So, obviously, um, as you can tell, this is not our normal release date. So, this is a Thursday. And we actually wanted to do something just a little bit different, but we'll get into that in just a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Beck, are you drinking some coffee? Of course. You got something? <laughs> Good. Uh, I had to swing by Starbucks. Because, you know, we're recording. Because you wanted to. (laughs) Right. Had to because I wanted to. Um, Yes, exactly. But, you know, peppermint mocha for me. Oh, And I I did look it up and um, I'm I'm still going to enjoy it as a treat every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, because I would, yeah, that's definitely going to have some sugar. But, yeah, I mean, for a little. I'm trying to make it, like, at home, too. Um. Oh, have you had luck with that? Well, yes, but it doesn't taste as good, you know, because I can't get the mocha part. I can get the peppermint part. Yeah. But the mocha, I can't really get the mocha, but it still tastes really good. So, but you know, I just needed a little extra. I have my Christmas cup, my red Christmas cup. Nice. Yes. In the mood. Cool. Yeah. Well, I and maybe I can do some experimenting. I'd love to do that. Um, maybe I can do some experimenting and get a good mocha recipe Ooh, for you. Yeah, I would love that. Because really, all you'd have to do is then add a couple drops of peppermint. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's so. what I've been doing too. So, um, yeah. And I made um, some like keto friendly um, cranberry bliss bars that Starbucks. Has. Yes. How did they turn oh, out? My goodness so the first time I made them I think I added a little too much um of the sugar that I use because it had like a fakey taste a little bit but this next time I actually doubled the the base recipe and then I just kept the same frosting on top oh they're so good I'm gonna make some for Christmas I'm gonna make some I'm gonna need that recipe so that because I am a huge fan of the cranberry bliss bar and i know it's loaded with sugar it has to be so so good i mean it's just like any other dessert you know but it's It's delicious but i need i I need to try yours yes yeah christmas (laughs) nice so yeah i actually am a little bit jealous because i really wanted a peppermint mocha this morning but i i had to stop at panera for some bread and Uh i was like well i'll just grab a coffee here so i have a regular mocha but i really wanted peppermint i haven't tried their their mocha there but i mean i think it's decent is it it's not my favorite mocha but i have it hot Mm. so yeah, That's I need to, to go. go downstairs after this and, like, just drop a couple little, you know, peppermint extract yes. or something. You got to be careful, though. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I've added yes, too you much do. before and, like, made myself sick with how much yeah. I added. Oh, it's really bad if you get too yes. much. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It'll keep the spiders okay. away, I've heard, though. Peppermint. You know, I have heard this. Yeah. I have heard this. Don't know if it's true, know. but... If I see a spider, then I, like, go around the house and spray peppermint. <laughs> you know, it, it can't hurt because the worst you're going to do is make your house smell like peppermint. True. Exactly. So, That's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. That's not a bad thing, especially at Christmas. Yeah. And speaking of which. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like we said, this is not our normal day to release. So, the reason that we have decided to release an extra little 
thing this time is because um, we wanted to do something just a little bit different for Christmas instead of um, reviewing a book. We really wanted to do something that more just focused on the season itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so what we kind of came up with was, um, well, we'll get to that. But anyway, <laughs> we'd like to start with saying that this uh, this series that we're releasing is um, based on the season of Advent. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how familiar um, our, all of our audience will necessarily be with Advent. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you know, I, do you want to talk about growing up with Advent or any of that? Or Sure. Well, I don't, I feel like. Um, I really didn't, um, well, I really didn't start practicing Advent until I had a family of my own, but I do remember when we were growing up, there were certain things that we did. We didn't call them Advent, you know? Yeah. But, um, there were certain things that we did every year that focused on the season of Christmas not just yeah. like, you know, presents or like the normal stuff. Um, I remember. But like as it, as it relates to the coming of, of yes. Jesus as a, as a yes. human. Yeah. I remember um, dad every single year and still to this day reads the Bible story or has someone do it. But it, growing up, it was always him. He would read the story. And yes. I even remember mom has a picture of us all cuddled around dad Christmas morning, him reading the, yep. the story to us. Um, yeah. I think there's a few of those, actually, from different years. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember one. But, um, yeah, that was a memory that popped out to me because um, it just, we always did it because it yep. focused our minds on, this is what we're talking about. This is what we're celebrating. And when I transitioned from, because, okay, Christmas is a big deal to me. For people who might not know me, like, I just love Christmas. I love everything about Christmas. I love the traditions. I think it's because I am, like, very nostalgic. And I love the, I love everything about it. The weather, the yeah. The traditions, the decorating, you know. So for me, it was important that after I got married, I was 30. I just, I was just about to turn 30 when I got married. Um, that I went home to see my parents for Christmas. So, um, you know, Nathan was very, like, before we got married, I said, listen, we got to go to Michigan for Christmas every year. And he was like, done, you know, because he was so, he was like smitten, you know. He's like, I'll do anything. <laughs> like, yeah, I could use this. No, just kidding. But um, so, you know, we really wanted to make a point of spending time with family during Christmas. And I didn't really come into realizing why that was important to me until after I was married. And, uh, you know, you're thrown into a lot of different family situations once you're married. And like, I, yeah. uh, once we started celebrating with other people, I realized, wait, you guys don't read the Christmas story or you guys don't have a you know scavenger hunt or you guys don't go to a live nativity like all these different things that we were so used to growing up we just thought that everybody did them 
Right. Um, so that was a difficult transition for me, but then it made me realize this is what's important for my family too. So yeah. um, that was kind of how it evolved for me. And it really caused me to study what is Advent, why is it important, and what do I want to do in that season? You know, what is the ultimate goal? So, yeah, yeah but growing up, we uh, I remember also always being a part of a live nativity. We had a, um, our whole family had a, a Bible club that we would go to and every year they would put on a live nativity and I was always too afraid to be anything other than an angel. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Oh, that's um, so funny. But yeah, so that's a little bit about why, how I got started into it. What about you? So when I was, um, I would say kind of young 20s maybe, mm-hmm. um, I was out of college and I was back home. I was living with my parents and I really don't know what first started it or what first kind of triggered it for me. But for some reason, I just latched onto this idea of Advent and I just thought it sounded like a really great opportunity to sort of look forward to mm. um, the birth of Christ. Yeah. And I, I just, something about it really appealed to me. And I thought, you know what, we already have all of these great traditions growing up Mm. um, that Becky just talked about, Um, you know, all these different things that we would do. And we would, um, we'd always, every year we'd, we'd um, make a cake for Jesus' birthday. Birthday cake. Yep. Birthday cake. And, and we'd sing happy birthday to Jesus on Christmas day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so there was all these different things that we had associated with Christmas. And I loved all of that. And I thought, you know, I, I really like this idea of Advent, too. Um, and I don't know, you know, for some younger people that might be listening, maybe it's just like, well, yeah, duh. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some of the older people who might be listening um, and maybe, uh, you know, associate themselves with sort of a, you know, a Protestant tradition, it, it just wasn't really done much. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I grew up thinking Advent is for Catholics. Mm, yes. And, yes. That word, Advent. Yeah, I, I, I almost thought like, okay, that's not for me because I'm not a Catholic. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really, mm-hmm. not that I'm not allowed, but just, I don't know. Like that's, that's how it was viewed. That's not something we do. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know why, but I just kind of like latched onto that at that mm-hmm. point in my life and thought this is something really cool that could really be used as a time of just thinking about the coming of Jesus. and. Yeah. And um, to earth as a human. And mm-hmm. and so, yeah, so I, I started this tradition of creating a plate. Like I would go to a, yes. um, you know, those painting places yeah. where you paint plates and whatnot or mugs or whatever. And I would paint a plate. And I believe you were, were you there that first one with me? Did you help me make that plate? I might have. I can't remember. I'm... I think you might have helped me make yeah. that plate. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, so I made a plate that we could put some advent candles on. And I, I kind of like made our family like do this, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I just was yeah. like, hey, we're going to light candles for advent, mm-hmm. you know, like, and yeah. they're like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> and, and they were fine with it. But, you know, yeah. um, that's my first memory of sort of, yeah, kind of wanting to do that myself and doing that myself. Yeah. And then so, of course, when I got married, we moved, you know, far away from family. Mm -hmm. And, 
um, it just kind of fit really well into our Christmas schedule because at that point we did come home to Michigan quite uh, most years we would go to Michigan for mm-hmm. Christmas. So on Christmas day, we'd be away from home. Well, that meant of course that once I had young kids, especially I, we couldn't really celebrate Christmas together. So Christmas day together. So I decided, well, this is great. I'll, we'll just celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. And on the four Sundays of Advent. Yeah. We're going to just break it up and Advent will be our Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have a Christmas day with the whole big family. Mm-hmm. So it just really worked well into our schedule. We were always traveling, you yeah. know, to be with family, you know, larger family yeah. on Christmas day. Um, and so that's what we did. We would light candles and we would um, paint plates for each, you know, for each year, we'd paint a different plate and mm-hmm. put the year on the back. Yeah. So now yeah. I have all these plates from years past, you know, and, yeah. um, and we'd light the candles on Sundays. And a lot of years we'd do, oh, either a Jesse tree or some kind of something to go along with yes. it and sort of explain to the kids why we were doing all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so over the years, it's just become a really special time for yes. our family. Yeah. And I know you feel the same. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I love doing different things each year. Um, and that's why I'm excited about this year because what we are doing, I'm going to share with my family and that's going to be our advent this year. And we're going to light candles like we always do. Um, and the candle thing for me is usually we talk about the four, like, uh, love, joy, peace, and hope. Those are the four themes for the four weeks of advent. And so we talk a little bit about each of those and how that relates to Jesus having come and coming again. And it's really a sweet, sweet time with my family. We always do it at dinner because the kids always have questions. And it's just a time to to remember how how good God has been. And just to think of one day, one day we will get to, you know, experience the full joy of our salvation with him. And, um, and it really does cause you to slow down and it's not about, you know, these things that we make it out to be every season, you know, it's about the focus of his coming and what he has done for us and, um, and so I I encourage people to look into it if that's something that piques your interest but you've never done it because you think well that's kind of a little bit you know liturgical or whatever um just you know look into it and not necessarily saying you have to do it but it is a good time of reminding yourself of who Jesus is and why he came and what we have to look forward to. And it's great for kids too, when you keep the emphasis on that. It just feels like another opportunity to work in some of the, the real reason behind this season, Mm -hmm. because it can just so easily get hijacked. It's so um, busy and it's like we pack so much into this season. And um, like you said, you're absolutely right. It's a way to slow down a little bit Mm -hmm. um, and and to just take a minute and say, okay, um, we're going to, we're going to think about um, Christ coming and, sit in anticipation of that. Um, 
And so, yeah, so in fact, we would like to, we're going to include a, um, an article, uh, maybe a couple, we'll see, um, we'll see all what, what all we come up with, just kind of explain a little more about Advent if mm-hmm. it's something that you're not familiar with, mm-hmm. um, or if you're kind of going like, why, why would they want to do that or whatever? We, we've got some, some different resources that we're going to mm-hmm. put in with the episode, um, notes and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just if you're, just for your information or, or your study or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so do you want to kind of tell yes. what the plan is for yeah. the podcast then? I'm really okay. excited about this. So, um, Laura and I talked quite a bit about what do we do for this season. We don't just want to do a, you know, last year we did a, a Christmas theme book and that was fun, but we just yeah. feel like um, there's so much more to this season. Um, and so we thought, well, we both do Advent and that's both, that's really important to both of us. So why don't we do something about Advent? So that kind of started the process of, uh, talking about what we're going to do. So, um, Laura has actually (laughs) sat down and, uh, written, um, they're kind of like mini episodes, um, of, uh, just the, the process of Mary and Joseph, uh, traveling to Bethlehem. So you've probably heard of Elf on the Shelf. There's also, um, a Christian version of that, uh, about Mary and Joseph traveling to Bethlehem. So instead of putting a random elf on random shelves, (laughs) we decided let's make it a little bit more meaningful and use the story of Mary and Joseph and the idea of them traveling to Bethlehem to um, draw our kids in this season and um, help them learn about um, more about what this is all really about. So this these um, episodes, they're going to come out. So uh, obviously today is Thursday. The first day of Advent is this coming Sunday. So we're going to have four episodes come out each Sunday for the month of Advent or for the season of Advent. And um, so what we're going to let you listen to in a minute is kind of like the introduction. But... um, we welcome you to have your kids uh, join in on this because this is really um, about, you know, reminding ourselves what we're doing here and why we're doing yeah. it. So it's and it's not just for kids; it's for adults too. That's why I'm so excited because yeah. you can draw anybody in. It, um, anybody can hear this story and learn from it. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit of what we're doing, um, with our story for the next four weeks. Yeah. Yep. So that's the plan. And I would say for, you know, for parents, um, don't, we would never want this to become another thing that you feel like you have to do during the season because I've felt that way before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if this is something that appeals to you, awesome run with it do whatever you want you right. know you know you can actually do the mary and joseph for your kids and listen together and all it great that's amazing if it's not that's okay too yeah i mean feel free to just listen on your own or yeah. you know take as much or as little of this as you want yeah and that is okay yep so definitely yeah. 
And our goal is to just make people think um, about the season. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to. Yep. That's the whole, we don't want you to feel overwhelmed. That's the no. whole reason, you know, that we're doing this. Yep. We don't want you to feel like you have to do anything. Um, yep. But just sit in the knowledge of, you know, the fullness of God and and be able to uh, remember and recall his goodness and grace and um, yep. and all those things. So, yes. Yep. Yeah. So without further ado, we give you the introduction to our Advent series podcasts. Thank you for listening. Mom, how many days are there until Christmas? I'd been slightly dreading this question. It seemed to crop up earlier and earlier every year. Now that my kids were a bit older, 10 and 8, I knew they could do the math on their own. It wasn't about that. They were trying to bring me into their joy. They wanted to anticipate all of it with me. But the truth was, I wasn't really feeling it. I could look back on Christmas's past from my childhood onward with such feelings of nostalgia and awe, both at the wonder of a season that felt magical, and also, as I'd grown, at the wonder of God himself, born as a human baby. Photos inevitably cropped up in memories online of previous Christmases spent sharing that awe and wonder. But somehow, I was having trouble reaching that same place inside myself. Increasingly, it had begun to feel in recent years more of a chore. There was always so much to do, from decorating to gift buying to travel plans. Just making the to-do list in my head felt overwhelming. You've got a calendar. How many days are there? The teacher inside my head applauded my response. Well, today is November 25. Right. Christmas is December 25. So, one month. Yep. Wow. That feels like a long time. Well, I don't know about that. Seems like a short amount of time to me. Not for us kids. Didn't I know it. Contrary to what my children sometimes seem to believe, I wasn't born old and boring. I remembered my own childhood, spent counting the days until Christmas. Mornings of running downstairs in a state of glee to rip another link from the paper chain of days that marked that invisible barrier of time between me and the big day, just wishing it would hurry up and get here. Despite what I was feeling, or better said, my lack of feelings, I knew it was time to get a move on. Christmas would be here soon whether my kids believed it or not. Over the next few days, I began making lists, pulling ornaments from the garage, making treats for the kids' teachers, and just generally plodding through the ever-shortening days. I, too, was hoping that Christmas would come quickly, but mostly because I wanted all the work to be over. One morning, after having dropped the kids off at school for the day, I began cleaning the living room, almost out of habit more than anything. As I moved around the room, gathering throw blankets, putting away game controllers, and placing pillows back on the couch, I happened to pick up a toy from just under the recliner. It was a Lego. Disaster averted, I thought, as I shoved it in my pocket. Like most parents, I viewed stray Legos as miniature daggers, just waiting in ambush to destroy the softest part of a foot. I continued tidying the room while a thought occurred to me. 
What character was that Lego? I didn't remember seeing one like it before. And while that wasn't an especially unusual occurrence, since Lego had a seemingly endless line of characters portrayed in plastic, I was curious. I pulled it out of my pocket for a second look. It almost looked like Mary, as in Mother of Jesus. That seemed odd. I couldn't imagine Lego would be much interested in helping children act out the life of Mary. But even as that thought occurred to me, it gave me an idea. Just a half-formed thought. Maybe I could use this. The kids had been begging for years to do Elf on a Shelf. I had so far put them off, partly because I didn't really see how finding a toy elf would add in any way to their understanding of what Christmas is really a celebration of, but also... And if I'm honest, this was probably the bigger reason. I didn't really want to add one more responsibility to my plate during an already busy time. But this? This I would make time for. Instead of watching a stuffed North Pole worker appear randomly around the house, my kids were going to witness a journey of much greater significance, and with a much more specific destination, right in their own home.